Every team, every topic, everywhere. This is Believe. Ready in three, two, one. All right. Welcome in. It's another edition of the Believe in Georgia Dogs podcast on the Believe Network. Joining me, as always, is my main man, Israel Troop. Israel, what's going on, bud? What's up, brother? It's another day in good old South Georgia. There you go. Can't can't beat it. Well, you can't beat it. Uh, it's another good day in uh, Nashville, Tennessee as well. Um, we, we have a great show lined up for you. Before we get into that, we are presented by betonline.ag, your number one source for all of your sports wagering needs. If you want to bet it, they have it. Uh, the NHL is just fired up. The NBA just kicked off last night. Uh, there's a, obviously the World Series is set. If you had the Rangers versus Diamondbacks on your card, congratulations. I sure as heck did not. But that's what it is. College football and <laughs> NFL are also in full swing. Uh, college football is heating up. Um, you could probably bet on the penalty for that Michigan's probably going to get. Um, not good. We can dive into that a little bit too here. Um, because the world's largest outdoor cocktail party probably isn't the most exciting game, but don't tell our audience that because that's probably like probably turning it off right now. Uh, but anyway, betonline.ag has online casino as well. So if you like blackjack, poker, um, or whatever other casino games uh, that you like to play, betonline.ag has it for you. So head to the website, betonline.ag, or you can use your mobile device to sign up and join to get your 50% welcome bonus. With the promo code BELIEVE, that's B L E A V, to get your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. BetOnline.ag, it's where the game starts. So I was thinking about this, and uh, let's just jump straight into it. Okay. Um, been living under a rock. Uh, Michigan is in some hot water. Uh, they yeah. sent one of their they sent one of their staffers, allegedly to go and scout a bunch of games and steal signals and film sidelines and do all this other stuff. Now, stealing signs during the run of a game is just gamesmanship, right? Yes. Well, Michigan has taken it to a whole other level. They kept the paperwork. <laughs> from, yeah. from what I'm hearing, they kept pictures and paperwork and laminated sheets and everything. Um, which is definitely frowned upon, you know, especially in our line of work. Yeah, I mean, if you're gonna, I mean, if you're gonna steal signs during a game, great. Um, you know, it's it's your fault if you get your signs stolen because you didn't uh, conceal them well enough. Um, but to have somebody at the games filming, to me, I, I just think the I just think it completely wrecks the integrity of college football and it just kind of makes you feel like, okay, well, no wonder Michigan started winning all of a sudden. It's hard to yeah. fool them. I wonder why. Oh, they were well prepared. I wonder why now. Like it make it all makes <laughs> sense. Like what like and, and to say that Jim Harbaugh doesn't know, do you think even at the high school level, do you think your head coach, Coach Strickland, do you think you could go do something and him not know about it? Absolutely not. Like he knows. He knew. And likely sought out that information. Mm -hmm. I mean, there, there's video evidence that leads me to believe that, yeah, they prepared 
because the whole sideline's doing things in unison. He's communicating with Harbaugh. He has a binder on the sideline with likely pictures and things and visual aids of all the signs. And his number one job is to look at the sideline, get the signals and relay them. And so the defense, all they had to do is see the sign and they knew exactly what to do. Like you practice that stuff. It, I mean, yeah, if you practice stuff, you could be prepared. But like the art of stealing signs, if you can steal a sign during a game and actually know and actually be able to do something with it, kudos to you because that's a very difficult thing to do in football because you have to just you have to steal a sign, decipher it, and then call the right defense. And the way offenses move now, it's way too fast. Absolutely. I mean, I think it's it's pure gamesmanship. You know, if you look over it. You know, you see a signal that they've been given throughout the game. You know, I see absolutely nothing wrong with that. Because at the end of the day, you know, you still got to stop it. You know, I heard Dion say it the other day. I think Kirby alluded to it, too. I mean, no matter if you try to steal a sign or not, I mean, you still have to go out there and do your job and execute. So, mm-hmm. I mean, throughout the course of a game, it does happen. You know, but it's, it's not as severe as this situation is. I mean, from all reports, I mean, I think they got, like, like I said, laminated sheets and, you know, you start seeing the whole defensive, you know, assistance and stuff, start doing things, stuff like that. I mean, that's kind of a red flag, even if, you know, you can try to deny it. You know, that's a little bit out there. That's a little bit blatantly obvious that they, you obviously know something. Um, but at the end of the day, I mean, I don't, I don't want to win that bad to where, you know, my integrity and my, my character is, it comes into question. I think right now that's what Mission's going through. I think that's what Harbaugh is going through right now. Um, he had that situation at the beginning of the year where he was suspended like the first three or four games, you know, and now this comes out. So, and it's not like that uh, homeboy is being real quiet about it either. I mean, he's, he's yeah. got receipts, you know, he's got proof of, hey, this is what I did. This is what they paid me to do it and things like that. So uh, Michigan's going to be in some trouble for a little while. But I will say this, though, regardless of how that happened, um, I do think that Michigan has started to, you know, make a turn for the better. You know, they're starting to get kids in, you know, they're playing hard and things like that. So I don't want to take away from that, but the way you're going about it is just not ethical. And it's hard not it's hard not to take away from that. It, it's it's very difficult. Like he, he they're playing well, but why? You know, it's like uh oh. I mean, you know, I, yeah, I applaud the kids. I mean, the kids go out there and make plays, and the kids are doing what they're doing their jobs. Which, I mean, I'm not. This is not directed at the players, but yeah, that's what I mean. I'm not talking about the players. I mean, you're you're doing what you're coached to do. You know, you're doing exactly what that sign or that those signals tell you to do. You know, so the players are playing. You know, to a to a standard that I guess that Michigan wants them to play at, even with the whole cheating scandal. But, you know, not taking away from their talent by any means. But I think at the end of the day, it's, it's not good for Michigan. If all, if no, all this comes back terrible. to be true and, you know, I don't know, what what do you do to them? What does the NCAA do? I mean, NCAA do do does fans? nothing because they're the NCAA and they're toothless. But it goes back to the whole Patriots thing. Like, like why? Like, what, why are you tr- – what do you – what do you – gain from that like you're you're so much like there's so much more talented than 90 percent of their schedule they don't need to that's the thing that frustrates me too that they didn't need to do this this was unnecessary 
they didn't need to. And I mean, like you said, why? Like at what point did all right, maybe one game you're like, ah, we play on Ohio State. All right, we we need this one. You know. Like like the first one you had them on them, like save Harbaugh's job. Yeah, like still not right, but hey, we we gotta have this one, but that should have been the last one. You know what I mean? Like you're scouting Iowa. You know what I mean? Why are you scouting Iowa? So I don't understand. Why are you Um, scouting Northwestern? As a coach, we've all, you know, looked over at the sidelines to see, hey, they're running this to the left, I think. I hadn't, I hadn't quite figured it out yet. You know what I mean? So that those things like that happen throughout a football game. But not to the extent of you got pictures. I mean, you got a whole scrapbook of things that you've seen. You know what I mean? So that's that's a little bit out there. When I saw it, I was like, this can't be real. Then I saw the, the guy that was actually doing it saying, shoot, man, I got I got all the receipts. I got Venmo's and everything. He's bragging to people that that's what that's his job. So that's not it's not a good look. Not a good look at all. And and Michigan, I guess, thought that, that he would fall on the sword and they could. And Jim Harbaugh didn't think, "Hey, I'm the head coach. I'm responsible for all this. This guy, this staffer, can just fall on the sword for me, and everything will be okay." Not true. Uh, yeah. I, I don't know what's going to happen to Harbaugh. I don't know that Michigan fires him, but like. Maybe he jumps to the NFL after this. I, I I don't know, but this is all very, 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 very bad. Yeah, the state of Michigan football right now is not in a really good place. Mm-mm. As far as I mean, their two predominantly big D one programs at this particular moment. Yeah, you you're throwing Adolf Hitler on the screen <laughs> at Michigan State. <laughs> what is that? Yeah. And you're gonna say, "Oh, it's a third party thing." Uh, we just played a U- we just hit a YouTube video. Like you didn't screen that before. Yeah, there's a lot of things going on in the world right now, and that's probably the last thing that you should even remotely even put on a big screen for everyone to see. I mean, Israel, we've all like your teacher. I'm a teacher. We've all had our slip ups. Like you play a video on the board, and like. Something pops up, you're like, oh, didn't realize that was there. But like, yeah, like you play a movie or something, and you know, they start kissing stuff like that. You're like, oh, did not know that scene was in there, or you know, things like that. But it's it's not as <laughs> throwing a dagger in somebody like why they're at a football game and trying to get beat up. Throwing a dagger into an entire religion <laughs> is not the way to go, man. Mm-hmm. Like, jeez. Yeah, like they, you should literally screen these. Like at Georgia, for instance, before they play any song on through the loudspeaker or anything like that, it goes through like a testing process. You know, everybody, hey, this is what we're gonna play. This is how it goes. This is what it looks like. Everybody, good. All right, great. Like nobody proofread this whole deal. You have a team. You have a team of people. Team of people. That just let this what, happen. What are <laughs> you? What are you doing? What are you doing? Michigan, so, bless your heart. Yeah, the state of Michigan now is in turmoil. Mm-hmm. It is. Got a lot going on. It's bad up there. Eastern Michigan's like, oh boy. <laughs> <laughs> Keep that away from us, guys. Yeah. Eastern Central Michigan. Michigan is about to get- 
They're like, no, nah, bro, we, we good over here, man. We, we good. Yeah, Western Michigan, they're like, like, what is going on over there? Y'all good, bro? The directional schools are like, thank God, the pressure's off us. Mm. <laughs> hey, guys, you hadn't won a game in a couple of years. Uh, I know that, but have you seen what's going on over here? Uh, yeah, see, Michigan State, <laughs> they had a trainer that's facing like – a thousand fe felony charges of uh, statutory and all kind like every rape charge you can get. Uh, they put Adolf Hitler on their screen, uh, and Mel Tucker is going through a big sex scandal. And the other school is cheating. <laughs> We're good. <laughs> yeah, I think wins and losses are um, not real important at this particular moment. And the eighties are like, yeah, you got a point. <laughs> <laughs> I think, I think we're good. I think we're good. Yeah, you, you you got a point. Okay, all right. <laughs> Carry on. <laughs> I'm not gonna yes. fire you. Could be worse. <laughs> Could be way worse. Yeah. I, and how yeah. how Michigan State's AD has not gotten fired? I don't. Just beyond me. Like what is get like? It's a train wreck. Train wreck after train wreck after train wreck after train wreck. Like they, it just it's bad. Make sure, make sure, appreciate our AD, my man Josh Brooks, and we appreciate you a lot mm -hmm. because some of these guys are struggling right now. I think you need to do a class of how to be an athletic director. Yeah, presented by Josh Brooks. Presented by Josh Brooks. Yeah, yeah. I, I think there's, I, I think people, there's a lot of good ADs in the SEC. Absolutely. A lot of good ones. There's, yeah. there's a lot of good ones in the SEC. A lot of good, no like one. LSU's AD. I don't know what his name is. I think it's Ross Bjork, right? Mm -hmm. I think maybe. I don't know. I might be wrong on that. Um, but there's a lot of good. There's a lot of good uh, ads. I mean, LSU's got a lot of good programs. Their women's basketball program is top notch. Their baseball program is always good. Football's always good. Um, you know, Alabama obviously has a really good AD. Uh, Josh Brooks is, you know, second to none. Tennessee's got a pretty good athletic department. Uh, most of them run pretty well budget-wise. I mean, it just it, like you 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 don't hear of a lot of these scandals elsewhere. No, Big Ten, holy Big Ten, holy cow, dude! Like you had the Iowa stuff that happened. Um, you had the nope. DJ Durkin North stuff West. that happened. Northwestern, Penn State years ago. Uh, it's getting bad up there in Big Ten country. Just Thank saying. You. Just saying. Well, speaking of uh, getting bad in Big Ten country, this has nothing to do with that. But um, the world's largest outdoor cocktail party is this week. Who would have guessed? It's my favorite week because I every fiber in my being, I hate Florida. I don't know. Well, it's a, this is a family thing for you, though. Like your relatives are all. It is it is a house divided right now. Yeah. Well, well this week. Do, do you and Ben talk a lot this week? Yeah, we do. Um, I was about to mess with him tomorrow, as a matter of fact, because I usually mess with him about Thursday. Um, like when I'm we're pretty much done with football for the week. Um mm -hmm. I usually mess with him on Thursday and send him something funny most of the time. Yeah. Send them a lot of stuff. It's funny. Like this, this game, man, like 
you watch Florida play, and they're they they truly are an enigma. They really yes. are an enigma, and they run the ball well. Mm-hmm. They play adequate defense, but mm-hmm. like I can't I for the life of me I can't get a read on them. That it's literally what team is going to show up today. It's like, all right, you watch them get sacked a lot, and you're like, dang, they're finna get their ass whooped. And then, like, second second half happens, you're like, whoa, who are these guys? Then they look like the team that played against Tennessee, you know? And then you watch them play Kentucky, you're like, who the hell is this team? You know what I mean? So it's like, you just never know what team you're going to get. So, all right, they play good, then they play bad. They played good last week, so – or the week before, so hopefully they play – hopefully it's that time that they play bad. Mm-hmm. Which I mean, I, I think a lot of stuff they do well. Georgia just happens to do well defensively. Uh, I I don't I don't know that they're a very threatening team vertically. Uh, I haven't seen it. If, if you have, great. I, I haven't seen it. I don't think I don't think this secondary is going to be that much afraid of Graham Mertz going down the field. So like for Georgia to be able to condense the field down into a twenty yard box. It's going to be a really bad news for Florida. Yes. I think there's going to be a lot of man being played. And I think this is about the time that we start amping up our, our blitzes. You know, pretty mm-hmm. sure they probably worked on that last week. Um, our blitzes yeah. and our man coverage is working our blitzes with our zone coverage because we're definitely going to need it um, going down the road here, especially when you get to Ole Miss and Tennessee. Because um, yeah. if you think about our zone blitzes, what's, what helps us in the run? And we all know Jackson Dart looking toward next week, Jackson Dart, looking toward or the week after next, and Missouri next week. Um, yeah. They do a really good job running the ball. Um, they got really good quarterbacks um, that they will take off and run every once in a while. Um, yes. And they do have a really nice vertical pass game that you're going to face here real soon. So I think this is a good week to kind of throw that at Florida, uh, get that on film, kind of see how it works. Um, yeah. I think Florida is a very dangerous team because they have absolutely nothing to lose. Everything no, the game by beating us, yeah. You know, so um, you don't want to fall into that trap. And it's also Georgia, Florida too. So both teams are going to be amped up for this game, no matter what the record is between these two teams. It is always going to be an amped up game because one team has something to lose if they do lose this matchup every year. Yeah, absolutely. Like this is not one that you, that you like to lose, and this is not one that as a team you like to lose because, as you know. And unfortunately, you've seen this happen uh, more times than not. But half the stadium clears out, and it's all orange and blue. Yes, <laughs> and they're just going nuts, man. And it's it's and I've seen half the stadium clear out too. And it's an odd, eerie feeling. Like half the stadium is like looks like the Sunday after, where the cleaning crew uh, can come through and be unscathed, cleaning up the mm-hmm. trash. And the other side is like it's right before kickoff. Like it's loud, full, you know, just going crazy. Like it's it, it's truly unique. And if this rivalry ever goes away, that will be the that will be probably one of the main aspects of this of this game being played in Jacksonville that I will miss and say, man, this is weird. If it goes home to home and home, I mean, say what you will. I, I think for uh, you know for the South Georgia people, this is their Super Bowl. For the South Georgia Dogs, Absolutely. like this is this is their game. I'm an hour and a half from Everbank Stadium. 
like from my house. You just cruise so, on down. Make afternoon out of it. Been going to Athens, which I will be in yeah. Athens next week for the Missouri game, but um, it's a lot closer There's here. A and it's a lot warmer. A yeah. lot warmer. Yeah, I you know, we, we would go down every year. I mean, it's right around Halloween too. So like, there's some fun stuff to do. Like, it's it's a it's a nice trip, and I you know, part of me is like it should go to home and home. It's like it's about that time. You know, neutral neutral site games are like falling. It's going to happen next year. It's going to happen next year for sure. They're going yeah. to move it to at least at least for one two seasons. I think they're going to do a home and home because everything is getting renovated. Yeah, yeah, it's gonna yeah, for for that reason. That's fine, but um, I, I mean, you know, we we've proposed in the past that I, I, you know, we can talk about more about this in the off season, but like proposed in the past, like I, I think you and I've had a discussion about this, like going on a three game model where it's home, home, neutral. What do you think I'm about that model? That. I think that'd be good. I, I think that's a great compromise for like all part, like for all sides of the argument. You know, uh, it should be in it should be in Jacksonville every year. It's like what Georgia South Georgia South Georgia looks forward to. It's like it's like the entire year's uh economy for St. Simons and Jekyll. And yeah. you know, but on the flip side, you know, you look at you know, recruiting and having things happening on your campus and you know, there's benefits to to, to all of it. And I, I don't know, like I, I I I truly see both sides, and I you know I I, I honestly I'd be good with either. I mean, it doesn't yeah, wherever that game is being played, I'm still going to hate Florida. I think about the Orange Bowl, you know, and the Egg Bowl, things like that. They go home and home every year. Um, Iron you know, Bowl, Texas, yeah. Is, um, Oklahoma, Texas A and M, and Arkansas. They may play um, in Dallas every once in a while, but um, uh, lately uh, that game's in in Dallas every year. Yeah, but they, they've moved that to neutral. This would be my argument. Do we really want Florida fans in Athens? And do you really want Georgia fans in Gainesville? I, I don't think they want Georgia fans in Gainesville <laughs> because you know it would and happen. If, and if you put them in Jacksonville, see, one side is already Florida and one other side is already Georgia. So, I mean, it's at least you got them separated for for the most part. You know what I mean? Um, but I don't think there's enough police services oh, in each town to oh, handle that. That's yeah, that's that's a lot. It's bad enough when Tennessee fans come. Yeah. And I was Florida at that game like, last um, Yeah. yeah. <laughs> last time I was in Knoxville. I had a Tennessee fan hissing at me. Like he was like buff wearing overalls with no shirt on. He was like, you know, trying to like intimidate me. I was like, what the hell are you doing? First of all, you're wearing orange. So I'm not scared of anybody wearing orange. You're wearing orange overalls with gelled hair and no hey, shirt. Checkerboard. checkerboard overalls of that. The, the, these weren't. These were solid orange. Well, he still has no friends, clearly. No. I think we properly made fun of him, and like his friends were like, "Dude, they would tear you up." Because we had a guy named we had a guy named Will in our group. Like, Mm -hmm. you don't mess with Will. Like, Will fights for fun. Yeah. 
Like Will, Will fights best Will. Those are the best pals yeah. to have. Love Will. Will's one of my favorite people because, like, he loves to fight. And if he's on your side, he's got your back for life no matter what, dude. He just says when. He just said no, he doesn't say when. He says where. And he's there. Mm-hmm. Like, I love that about Will. Love you know, to see I, it. I, I, I wish it was kind of a less violent trait, and I don't really like fighting to begin with, but, you know, sometimes it happens. But he's there. He's going to be right there by your side. He got your back. He's truly yeah, got absolutely. your back, and you, and you know where he's, you know where you stand with him at all times too. That's what I like about Will. Absolutely, it's just like it's everybody trying, trying to uh, be all. Uh, Rock Byers is out, so George is all there. Their playoff hopes are dead. I was like, you do realize that we recruited a lot of people. We have like all of our receivers are now healthy. Um, Milton's pretty much. Healthy night now. Dejan's running the football. Wait, don't come at me with this logic. Sorry, but I was I had this discussion today. With, Is uh, Milton's hamstring issues are are they solved? Hopefully, I think he is about ninety two percent right now, which is a lot considering. That's good. That's good. That's good. That that, that was one of the injuries I was also truly worried about. Like him, him not being able to go because of his hamstrings. But hey, luckily, Dominique Love. It. I mean, Rosemary Jackson, Lad McConkey, Meeks, all those guys. Dylan Bell have. playing running back. I mean, we got some. We got some weapons, man. Uh, just, just going to be a slightly different game plan is all. Absolutely, I think we're fine. I mean, it's and to me. Um, I was talking to our coach today. I think to me, it's the same game plan. You just don't have Bowers. You know, yeah, like, it kind of takes a minute to get him going anyway because of who he is and how teams play him. So you kind of got to figure out ways to give him the ball anyway. So now with him not there, you know, I think kind of opens up a little bit more stuff that you could do to not try to focus on getting him the football, if that makes sense. Because of course, you yeah. want the ball in your playmaker's hands. Uh-huh. Yeah. But now you're just like, hey, whoever catches it, catches it. You know what I mean? It's time to just yeah, go ahead and play football. Yeah. You're, you're not worried about that. You're you're just going through your progressions like normal. And I, I think Carson Beck has settled in. I think he can get guys in the right spots. A lot of people are nervous about Oscar Delt because he kind of struggled in relief uh, at Vanderbilt when when they put, when he came in for, for Brock Bowers. But I think a lot of that was just, oh, boy, here here we go. Like, say sometimes you – this ain't a little different two places like, out. Yeah. Hey, I'm I'm the backup. You know what I mean? Like, I'm I'm here. You know, we're mm-hmm. kind of working together. We good. But once you get thrown into that starting role, it's like, oh boy, I'm I'm okay, pinned I'm, down. I'm, Brock's not coming <laughs> off the sideline right now. Like it's me. <laughs> you get a little pressure there. I mean, he's he's still a kid for for, for crying out loud. I mean, he's not immune to that. Mm-hmm. I mean, every everybody has their everybody has their jitters. But Oscar Delp will be fine. He's he's more than capable of playing tight end at the University of Georgia. Uh, I, I don't I, like. Usually, you can tell when staffs are panicked a little bit. But it's business as usual for us right now. Yeah, like we have, we have taken these injuries in stride. Now, have have we lit the world on fire? Absolutely not. We have not. Like we have not played 
we didn't we have not played up to the level that we played last year but there's a lot of other factors involved in that like there's there's injuries there's new people there's new quarterbacks new 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 way of calling plays same system um you don't have Stetson Bennett you don't have AD Mitchell you don't have a lot of the pieces that you had a year ago there's an adjustment period to that and once these pieces get settled in which it looks like they're doing and we'll see for sure this week I don't personally think it's going to be a death blow. I mean, the Missouri game is going to be tricky. The Ole Miss game is going to be really difficult. The Tennessee game is going to be really difficult because it's on the road. But I, I – you can call me crazy. You can call me Homer. You can call me whatever. I'm not worried about it. I'm not either. I'm not worried about it at all. And Kirby Smart, I trust. And if there's one thing that I know that's, that he's not going to let happen – is complacency leaking in number one and doubt. Mm-hmm. Complacency doubt and two things that he's just not going to let happen. Yeah. You know, we go down against South Carolina, you just hear his speech, and what player does not want to play for that guy? Just hearing him speak. He didn't come in fussing, cussing, anything like that. He was like, this is what we're going to do. This is how we're going to do it. We're going to come back in here and celebrate. You know, mm-hmm. so it just leads to just let you know what kind of leader you got, what kind of, you know, not only just from a coaching standpoint, from a player standpoint, Bullard didn't even play in that game, but he's dressed out, you know, being a defensive leader for that group. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? So it's one of those deals to where I don't see any panic from those guys, so why are we panicking? Of course, the media is going to say all this and blah, blah, blah. This is what they're paid to do, um, even, they can, even well, though they're wrong half the time. But, you know, if the media, guy, not including us, thinks we're a one-man show. If that guy... And the Pfizer in panicking, I'm not panicking. When he panics, that's when I'll panic. I don't think you'll ever panic, but yeah, I, I, I'm, I'm with you. I'm There's with you. But no some, none whatsoever. Um, but Xavier Trust and Amarius Mims are both practicing. Don't think they'll play, but they are practicing, which is good. Mm-hmm. Uh, Monroe Freeling, I think, will get the start. Um, he'll get a start, which. Here we go. <laughs> you had a good camp. Now it's, now it's ready to show. Um, I, I, I think here's how I think the game flow will go. <clears throat> I think the game flow will be a little clunky feeling at the beginning. While we're, while we're trying to get used to like, I, I think coming off a of bye week, not having Brock Bowers, like there's going to be a couple times where you're like, well, not you, but like there's going to be a couple of times where the fans are going to be, oh boy, oh, oh this is going to be a long, bumpy ride. And you just got to go, okay, we'll be on the bumps. This road gets smoother because we're going to start kind of figuring it out, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, and Florida's going to throw the kitchen sink at us because they have nothing to lose. And this is, you know, this is Super Bowl for them too. So they're getting up just playing sports. That's what they're doing. They're spoiling everybody's hopes right now. And it's the SEC. Everybody's good. Yes. Everybody's good. If you would have told me South Carolina the way that they're sitting right now after the way they play this, I'd call you a liar. Yeah, that's 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 a tricky one. Arkansas has been a tricky team. Like, they've played their ass off, but like 
it, it makes no sense <laughs> how they're playing and what their record is. Uh, I mean, I, I to, to me, I I don't I don't think they they managed KJ Jefferson right. I don't think they used him properly. But that's yeah, between you I and me. We, yeah, I think the world knows that they didn't, and we kind of saw what happened because they didn't. Yeah, they lost seven to three, and Danny Nose was shown the door. So, like, but they took, but KJ Jefferson almost single handedly beat Alabama. Like, that's the kind of league you're in. Like, the worst team in the league almost took down Alabama. Like, that's where you're at. Like, it was a one possession game against Vanderbilt in the fourth quarter. Mm-hmm. I, I mean, there, there, you know, there's reasons for that. <laughs> reasons where you're just like, come on. Like, because there's no juice up there. There's no juice in that stadium, but. But it is what it is. It was a one possession game in the fourth quarter. It's gonna be juicy Saturday. There'll be plenty. There'll be plenty of it. Plenty of it. Plenty of it. Well, Georgia's 14 and a half point favorites. Do we cover? I think we cover. I think we cover that 14. Um yeah. I think that's the first time I've said that this year that we're gonna cover. Um, from the simple fact of I think we're starting to hit our stride a little bit now. Um, mm-hmm. I think that while we did us some good, I think that's what we needed. Um, we need to, to kind of hit this stretch because now we're we're about to hit this stretch of you can't lose. You can lose one, you can't lose two. I I think you're I think you're in danger if you lose. You might miss out on the playoff because there's four undefeated teams, right? Or there's there's going to be four undefeated teams because I just don't see another loss. Uh, I don't see a loss in Washington's schedule. Potentially, it may be Pac-12 championship if they get a hold of Utah, uh, or if they yes. run into Utah, which Utah is pretty sporty. They're six and a half point underdogs this week against Oregon. They are. Mm-hmm. It's gonna be this is gonna be a good weekend of football. Really good week of football. Um, I don't see Florida State losing now. Like, who do they got left? Because they don't have to play North Carolina this year. No, they don't. Like they, they, they got nobody left. Like Duke was their hardest game. Duke, yeah, they <laughs> I, I, and they already played Louisville, I think, too, didn't they? They opened the season with Louisville. Yeah, they got Louisville. I think that's their only one left. Is okay. Now speaking of good teams, Louisville plays Duke this weekend. Louisville is four point favorites. Louisville dismantling Notre Dame, which surprised the hell out of me. So I don't see Florida State losing. They lost to Pitt last week. Which was like, you just – and that's – college football has been so unpredictable this year. North Carolina loses to Virginia. Who saw that yeah. coming? A double – like, big double-digit underdog. Yeah. Yeah. So, One win. Like, Penn State can't even – can barely cross the 50 against Ohio State. Didn't see mm-hmm. that coming either. No. I mean, it's just like – Good Lord, what is going on today? Clemson losing to Miami. I definitely didn't see that one coming. Although Miami is a good Miami is a good football team. But I was more surprised. I was more surprised seeing Georgia Tech beat beat Miami. That's very true. And then Georgia Tech comes turns around and loses Boston College the way that they did. Yeah. Georgia Tech's just not there. Like that, that Miami win was just purely, just purely to the point of, 
hey, we play really hard for Brent Key and we love Brent Key and, you know, we've maxed out our abilities, but they have not, they don't have much talent. They just don't. Uh, and they fired their defensive coordinator um, and had that game against Miami and then turned around and had the game against Boston College where they gave up a ton of points. They're just not there yet talent-wise. Like, I mean, Jeff Collins just left that program in shambles. And there's, yeah, 404, Waffle House Cup and Capri's. And he was more worried about marketing than he was about <laughs> football. Like, he left that program in horrible shape. They're still recovering from that. So, oh, kind of like Jimbo when Jimbo left Florida State. They're kind of in that same boat. Yeah. I, I, I mean, I, I don't blame Georgia Tech. But you can see they're improved. You can see they're much improved. Yeah. Like, like if you look at record and you look at scores, like of course you're like, oh, Georgia Tech sucks. Yeah, Georgia Tech sucks. Yeah, they, they don't have much talent. That's true. Mm-hmm. Recruiting will tell you that. But uh, they play hard. They're tough. They do. They come at you. They they're explosive at times. But they're relying on Haynes King. It's not a good thing they're just not talented but they play their ass off you got to respect that i respect it i respect that i respect it i respect, I respect, what I respect doing. right now never thought i'd say that but i do i think this quarantine is kind of dangerous right now so i respect this team right now i do too i'm not scared of them we're still going to beat them by 14 we're going to beat them by 40 dogs by 50 yeah i think they cover too so but uh Israel, we're gonna get out of here, man. Um real quick, Utah or Oregon? I'm gonna take Oregon simply because I, it pains me to say this, but Bonex is playing really good football right now. And I think that that offense is humming. And although humming. Utah is one of the only teams that plays defense over there, I think Oregon's defense right now against Utah's offense is will stand. And I think Bonitz can make a couple more plays to get them. Yeah, I think outside of a small portion of the fourth quarter, I think Oregon's defense handled Michael Penix Jr. in Washington about as well as you could. I think so. Because that is a very talented offense, um, which leads me to believe that, that that's probably the best offense they'll face all year. So they're not going to have as much trouble with Utah. And, and Utah's physical. They're good. It's going to be a it's going to be a slugfest game. It's going to be a good game. But I think Oregon, I, I, I'm with you. I think Oregon plays well. I think Bo Nix is just playing on a whole new level. Yeah, this game is in Utah too, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah. I'm, ta- I'm taking. I'm still taking Oregon, but I had a slight pause. So, but uh. Anyway, well, we're going to get out of here, man. It's uh, the Believe in Georgia Dogs podcast on the Believe Network presented by betonline.ag. We thank you for listening. However you however you found us, tell a friend. Send a friend over and uh, get us get those subscriptions up. Follow us on social media. Uh, if you want a good follow, that guy right there beside me is a really, really good follow. Two really good follows if you follow Stephen Willis and Israel Troop. Those are two good follows. That's entertainment. I re- I retweet all of your stuff all the time. I reply sometimes, but you're so famous sometimes you don't even 
You don't even get down to my response. You're just so famous, man. You're just like everybody's on the troop train, man. Troop star. You should highlight the word star. Your social media star, man. But you, but it, yeah. In all seriousness, you need to follow Israel. You need to follow Israel. You need to follow at Believe in Dogs. All social media platforms. Do it. Absolutely. Promise you. Promise you. You won't. You won't regret it. So, but until next time, hope Georgia pulls out a win and the world's largest outdoor cocktail party. We'll recap that next week and preview the Missouri game as well and get you ready for Israel's troop trip to Athens, his annual hike up to Athens. So for Israel, I'm Corey. We are the Believe in Georgia Dogs podcast on the Believe Network. We'll see you back here next week. And as always, go dogs. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.